correct you, you're going to become very flaky with the things of God. If you don't, if you don't make fasting and prayer a priority, if you don't make loving the things of God a priority, if you don't make worship a priority, if you don't make praising God a priority, if you don't make coming to God's house a priority, then when, when rough times hit you, because you're going to go through them. I said you're going to go through them. Every person in this room, if you have not already had a crazy season, you're going to have one. And if you don't make the priority of your life all things God, then when, when you hit a rough patch, you're going to, and, and I'm going to say this in a real way, you're going to think that it's okay for you to have fleshly seasons. You're going to say, I'm do this because I've been, I've been doing my best to be saved all for the last five years. I've been fine. So I can step out and, you know, I can do what I want to do now because, you know, I, I'm going through. Everybody got, even God got to realize I'm, I'm suffering. And you will give you, you come on now. Lord, you know I'm going through. Let me just get, let me just hit this right quick. Let me do what I got to do. A lot of us, because we don't make it the priority of our life, when rough seasons hit, we are MIA in the things of God. I don't, I don't stop praying because I'm going through a rough season. I pray more because it's already the habit of my life. I don't stop reading my Bible because I'm going through a rough season. I read more because I need this more now than ever before. I have to have something to pull on, to draw from. If you don't have that to draw from, then you're going to draw from other things, other sources. Come on, other substances, other bodies. Come on, talk, y'all, come on, let's be real. Come on in here. This is why people are in the church and they're, and they're, they're, they're jacked up in the church. That we love God. Now, we've already established that you love God, but we're jacked up because we don't know how to be real with God. The man came to Jesus and said, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. I'm real with this. I have unbelief, although I believe. So help me in the area that I don't, anybody get it? All right, let me, let me just uh, say a few things. This Saturday, second Saturday, we're going to be doing every second and fourth Saturday, we're going to be doing Shake the City. If you're new to, uh, to this, to us generally, and you haven't been to Shake the City, Shake the City is almost like what we had on this past uh, last Friday night prayer. Uh, it's going to be prayer, it's going to be praise, it's going to be worship, uh, and it's going to be from, what do we say, 7? 7 to 8.30 or something like that? Did, we, what, did anybody remember the times we said? I think 7.30? No, nah, Lashonda just wanted to be later because she wanted to wash clothes. I'm playing. I'm playing. <laughs> See that? And we were all wrong. See, somebody wrote it down. We said six to eight, so you can have time to go. Look at that. Eight forty-five. <laughs> so, so six to eight p.m. Second and fourth Saturdays. All right, six to um, six to eight, and we're gonna come. We're gonna we're gonna um, pray more so than anything between now and the end of the year. My objective for everything that we're going to do with this series and everything is to get us reconnected with Jesus again. I think that the church has, has gone uh, very far in teaching a whole lot of stuff. We teach, uh, you know, just I'm talking about the church at large. There's a whole lot of stuff being taught. I, I, I came across someone yesterday that was uh, preaching in this quote-unquote apostle that was saying that fornication is no longer wrong. And and and, t- and 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 try to have scripture to back it up, so so uh, you know people are people are preaching and teaching all kind of foolishness, and so um, I know for a fact that the Lord and the Lord has already confirmed it, uh, even uh, even in our prayer time, that um, when 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 I said Jesus is going to be stepping in, 
to our situations. He's coming. We felt the glory of God sweep over the house. And um, I believe that I believe that this series is going to do something for us on the inside. I believe that God's going to do something in this series for us that's going to awaken us to becoming proactive with our walk with him. All right. Um, let me say this. And uh, if you're if you're taking notes, just write this down from from the get go. I want everybody, if you don't have one, I want you to invest in a good King James Bible. Invest in a paper Bible and I want you to bring it for the rest of the year. We've gone so digital. I don't have my computer up here. I'm, we're going back to the basics. When I'm reading my Bible at home, when I'm reading, I, I don't do computer. I read my Bible. I turn the pages. It just does something for me. It does something for me when I can hear. It just does something for me. But I want everybody, I want everybody to invest. Go and get a good King James Bible. We invest in so much. Y'all sisters invest in y'all's hair, in your eyebrows, in your makeup, in your clothing, in girdles, in stockings, and everything else. Brothers, we invest in haircuts. We invest in sneakers, or y'all call them tennis shoes out here. We invest in so many things, in clothing. You invest in business, and most people don't even own a Bible. Get a Bible. They're taking stuff out the Bible digitally now. Get you a good King James Bible so you can see the red letters of Jesus. See the red letters. If you flip in the back in, Ma in, in, in John or Matthew in the place, you don't see no red letters, don't get it. You want to you see, th those are the words of Jesus in red. So everybody say, I'm going to get a Bible. Say, I'm going to invest in the Bible. Say it again. I need to invest in the Bible. I am praying for radical. Everybody say radical. radical. I'm praying for radical transformation in the lives of God's people between now and the end of the year. Radical transformation. In areas where we have been lukewarm, I am praying for the fire of God to come back. I'm praying that God would give us the fire that we had when we first received him. I'm praying that we would get catch so on fire that everything connected to us would catch on fire and that everywhere we go, people, people will say like they used to say, aren't you there's something different about you. There's something different about you. I don't know what it is. And, and, and you know, people stop saying that because the mark, people don't, don't carry the mark no more of God. The five gods are not on us no more. We have gotten used to doing church. We've gotten used, come on, we've gotten used to praying, gotten used to doing, the, and, and anything that you get used to and you don't value, you never receive fully from. You don't receive fully from. So I'm going to tell y'all over the next, um, between now and the next 80, 81 days or so, I'm not going to preach long. I'm not going to preach long. I want us to understand who Jesus is. And I'm not going to preach it the way y'all think I'm going to preach it. I'm going to preach between the lines. I want us to really understand what Jesus did, who we, why he came, and we're going to see him all throughout the Bible in places that most of us never even knew he was. I'm saying he's not going to preach long. But it will be intense. Tuesday was intense. It was good. I didn't preach. That was like record time on Tuesday. But it was good. All right. Y'all have John. I, I'll talk long enough for everybody to get John 15. If you have John 15, declare it by saying I'm in the word. All right. John 15, 
And, and, and the truth of the matter is that we probably won't even get to John 15 today. I'm just going to read it to you. We probably won't get here till Tuesday. And let me tell you something. We're going to go. Now, I want y'all to read John 15. Um, just read it when you go home because we're going to be in John 15 and 16 for around about a month. Y'all already know what I'm going to preach ahead of time. John 15 and 16. All of John 15, all of John 16. That's all I'm going to preach about Jesus for the next month and a half or so. And it's not going to be long, but I want us to understand it. And I want us to, I want us to get to open our spirits up to understanding what Jesus really means to us, who he, who he is, what he means to us, and I want us to fall in love with him again. If you've ever been in a relationship, you understand that over time, especially if you've been in a, in, in a lengthy relationship, you've been married to a person, you dated them for a long time, and then you married them, you understand that over time, the relationship seems to get stale. Because you want to know why that happens? Because you because because of rote doing the same thing continuously. Wake up morning, babe. Bye. Come home. Here's your dinner, babe. All right, thank you, babe. I'm going to the room. If you do the same thing over and over and over and over and over and over, and you say the same words over again, then then the relationship becomes very stale. It becomes very. Uh, it just it loses its 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 joy. And what has to happen is over time, what has to happen is there has to be a rekindling. There has to be a rekindling of the hearts. There has to be a rekindling of the love. If that doesn't happen, then 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 this is why most people divorce or they walk away from each other or they need a break from each other, all that kind of stuff. Because because sex can't really keep you in it. If we can be real. Y'all don't seem convinced. Okay. You don't understand when I work with Bishop. No, I'm, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. That's not, <laughs> I, I heard somebody just say that. So if that's you, don't, don't look too embarrassed. Um, <laughs> it's not enough. It's not enough. Because the truth of the matter is that a person can find sex anywhere. Oh, y'all, are, I'm preaching already. You, a person can find sex anywhere. Go to a club and somebody halfway drunk, you can find sex. Yeah. You ain't got to be drunk no more. Just find, look somebody, just look desperate. You can find sex somewhere. Amen. The thing that the thing that people are craving for is relationship. Yes. What you want is somebody to love you. Yes. What you want is somebody to care about you. Yes. To be concerned about you. What's going on with you? I feel you. I know something's wrong. We're connected. I know something's happening. I know something's wrong. That's what, that's what most people are after. We just think we found it in sex because we feel like we're connected in sex because we ain't learned how to talk. Oh, it's going to be a long series. Lord, help me. It's going to be a long series. When there's no communication, when communication is bare, relationships suffer. And a lot of our relation, the, rela- the reason why our relationship with God is suffering is because we don't communicate enough. We don't talk to him enough and we don't wait for him to talk to us at all. All right. He says in verse number one, I am the true vine. My father's a husband man. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he takes away. Oh, this is going to be so good. Wait till, y'all get to, wait till we get to this. And every branch that bears fruit, he purges it that it may bring forth, everybody say, more fruit. more fruit. Verse number three. Now you are clean through the word which I have spoken to you. 
this has cleaned you. Verses 1 and 2 has cleaned you. That's amazing. Okay. Go over, Lord, help us. Go over to um, 1 Corinthians 6 and 17. 1 Corinthians 6 and 17. And the word of the Lord says, But he that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. Let me read it again. But he that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. Let's talk for a couple of minutes from this subject. Everyone shout this, connected. connected. Say, I'm connected. I'm connected. Being, being joined to the Lord, uh, having a connection with him, is a uniting of life, of our life with him. It's a uniting of our life. It's a uniting of our visions, uniting of our businesses, uniting of our destinies with him to fulfill heaven's agenda. Uniting with the Lord or joining with the Lord or being connected to the Lord Jesus is about heaven's agenda being accomplished in the earth. There is nothing that you do, watch this, if you're connected to God and you're really connected to God through Jesus, everything that you do ought to be a kingdom connection in the earth to help heaven's agenda come to the earth. In the Lord's Prayer, we, 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 uh, we get to a point in, in the Lord's Prayer, we say, on earth as it is in heaven. Amen. On earth as it is in heaven. So, what, so, what we're, so, so this is the premise. Everything that happens on earth, if I'm in the kingdom and the kingdom of God is within me, every connection to every person I make ought to be godly. Every business that I create, it ha God has to be the center of it. Everything that I do has to be God-centered. If it's not, then, then what happens is, is I miss kingdom opportunities to prosper, to flourish, and to push what God wants into the earth. So a lot of us, the reason why we suffer so much in relationships, in business, in life, on jobs, on, in, on, on all fronts, is because we may be doing life outside of the kingdom. We may be doing life as a kingdom citizen, but doing it through earthly means. And when we do that, it puts us in a bind in the spirit because it causes us, oh, let me kind of, it causes us, because I'm, I'm, I'm amped, I'm so amped. It I'm really amped, y'all. It causes us to suffer, watch this, when we shouldn't have to suffer. Okay, you don't believe me? How many times, now, can we take a poll and be honest? How many times have you ever gotten in a relationship with somebody, formed a friendship with somebody, and you felt the tugging of God tell you, don't do it? Lord Jesus. <laughs> it felt right to your flesh. But in, in your knowing, in the pit of your belly something within you is like this ain't it chief <laughs> don't do this don't step into this you pray God give me a sign and got a thousand warnings come on come on let's be honest let's be real let's be real Lord if this, if this really you telling me I feel you but if it's really I just need a confirmation I never go in the church I don't never I don't even, I don't even believe in God you're like that's okay. 
We can flip you, boo-boo. You got a thousand confirmations. And the whole time, what God was trying to do was to save you from messing up something and messing up a part of your life that should have been held back from destruction. Held, not, it's not just a romantic relationship. There's a lot of friendships. There's a lot of business ventures, a lot of jobs, a lot of places we've lived at. We, we got into stuff because this is what I can afford. Come on, y'all. We've done a lot of things based off of natural means. And then we wanted the kingdom to come into something that we, that we started in the flesh. I started this because I, because I was horny. I started this because I, I, I needed somebody to lay next to me at night. I started this because I needed the money. I, 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 I got this place because this is all I could afford. And then after we jump into it, we want God to purify it. We want God to keep everything that is connected to this away from us. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Can we be on? Come on. You can't have a relationship with Jesus in fake. So we're going to start at the bare necessities. Y'all thought I was going to start at the manger. No, he's grown up Jesus now. We'll, we'll talk about the manger sometime in December. But right now, we need to talk about real life issues and grown up Jesus. Say real life issues and grown up Jesus. But some of y'all still treat him like he's a baby in the manger when he didn't been grown up and got a beard. Okay. <laughs> so heaven's agenda comes through everything that we enter into that God has released us to go into. Watch this. Every relationship, if it is heaven ordained, will bring glory to God. Every relationship, every business will be, will, watch this, will, will, will get you the return that you need if it's God-based. Everything that I do, if God is at the center of it, then God is co-responsible. Notice I said co. He's co-responsible to help me to bring to pass what heaven's agenda is for this and the earth. You don't just wake up one day and tell me, you know what, I think I want to start a business and do X, Y, and Z and then just jump into it because you're going to have a rough time because the truth of the matter is that is this what God wants for you for this season? All right. All right. So, so, so whenever we're, whenever we're everybody say joined or connected to God through, through the Lord Jesus, he connects us to people in the earth that causes his will to be done. He can, now watch this, write this down if you're taking notes. I'm, I'm about to be connected to the right people for this season of my life. I'm about to be connected to the right people for this season of my life. God bless you. I'm about to be connected to the right people for this season of my life. A lot of you don't realize this, but in the next uh, 80 days or so, God is going to, is going to either diminish relationships and, and then he's going to possibly reestablish relationships that you, I don't, I don't even want to be bothered with you, but it was a God-ordained relationship. Or God's going to establish new relationships with people that are going to help to bring the will of God to pass in your life. Because anything that's going to happen in this earth is going to take God connecting you with somebody. It's going to take God connecting you with a person. You don't just get favor at a bank because you cute. 
with bad credit. The, the reason why you were able to get the loan is because God gave you favor with a person. Somebody, how many of us have ever heard this? Don't tell nobody I'm doing this for you. Don't tell nobody, don't tell nobody that I push this button right here. This button's about to change your life. You approved. This button, just sign this right here because this, this is now your place. Don't tell nobody how much you pay. I, if I can tell you how many times we've heard that, overseer and I've heard that, getting in this place, listen, listen, this is not what it was for sale. This is not how much you're supposed to be paying, but I'm doing this for you because I like you. I don't, I don't think he really liked me as much as he liked the God in me. You see what I'm saying? Okay, okay. So, so, so when you get connected to, to, to the Lord Jesus, write this down. I am about to produce greatness. I am about to produce, say it, I'm about to produce greatness. You're about to give birth to something great in this next 80 days. I know, I know they say that, that, that it takes certain trimesters, but God's about to speed up the birthing process. Barrenness is about to get eradicated. Barrenness is about to leave. <laughs> I feel the Holy Ghost. Barrenness is about to leave because somebody said, God has connected me to greatness. All right. So let's talk, and I only have, only have three or four points I'm going to give you, and then we're going to pray. Um, con being connected is a process. Write that down. Being connected is a process. Joined, being joined to the Lord is a process. It happens over time. It happens as your will leaves. Being joined to the Lord is somebody shout a process. And it happens as your will does what? It goes. It leaves. Jesus said, not my will, but thy will be done. If you don't live by this, you'll never understand how to operate as a kingdom citizen. This is a foundation for following Jesus. Not my will, but thy will be done. Question, how much of you do you rely on when following the Lord? How much of you do you rely on when you're following the Lord? Because a lot of us, because we're smart, because we're smart, we, we got, got a lot of book knowledge, got a lot of wisdom. Somebody sat you down and taught you a whole lot. We believe that everything that God calls us to do, every person God connects us to, we believe we'll have a full understanding of why. And a lot of times, we don't move if we don't know the why. We don't jump into anything, watch this, that God tells us to do until we know why he wants us to do it. Y'all quiet. Well, when God, when God reveals it to me, then I'll be good. Come on, come on here. Come on here. We're super independent. When the Lord reveals it to me, then I do. If the Lord tells me to give towards the board, I'll do it. Y'all quiet. Y'all quiet. Y'all super quiet. Y'all quiet. If the Lord tells me to, if the Lord tells, Lord Jesus. If the, Lord, if the Lord tells me, then I'll take a mint outside up front. 
Whistler. Forget it. Y'all, y'all missed it. <laughs> connection to God, connection to God happens when you, when you live by not my will. But watch this. Not just moving your will out the way and just being blind. The reason why most of us can't, can't really follow thy will be done is because we won't first move our will. You never get to live by his will being done until your will gets killed. Jesus, Jesus is about to go to the cross and there's a fight in the flesh. Jesus is saying, I don't want to do this. The flesh side of him is saying, no, 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 no. Uh, I don't want to do this. I don't want to go through this. He goes and prays. His pores open up. He's in such agony. He, now watch this. He's in agony not just because he has to go to the cross. He's in agony because in the flesh, he's alone having to make the decision. And he's got three guys. Oh, Lord, help me to preach this. He's got three guys that he singled out, Peter, James, and John, who are the best of the best who are supposed to carry his spirit, who are supposed to have more discernment than the rest of the other ones, who are supposed to be the ones who, who see more, who feel more. John was so connected to him, he laid on him and said, I love you. But when it came time for Jesus to make a decision that was about to switch the world upside down, he couldn't rely on three guys that were above the rest to even pray with him. He came and they were in a deep sleep. He has to wake them up and say to them, hey, could you not just watch? He didn't even ask them to pray. He said, can't y'all just look out? I'm praying, can't you just watch with me for at least an hour? Watch. A lot of us don't realize this, but after that, he goes back to prayer. He's agonizing in prayer because the agony is not just because of the decision. The agony is because the flesh is fighting against the will. Ah, yeah, yeah. The flesh that Jesus with the body, the earth suit, is fighting against the spiritual side of him. And there's a tug of war going on internally. Do I, do I not go through this? and the world be damned or do I give over to this it's going to be pain it's going to be discomfort it's not going to be something I want to do but do I give over to this and save the world and a lot of us make our decisions about the things of God based off of comfort based off of what we feel in a moment we don't look at the bigger picture with Jesus with us we don't look at what or who am I, how many people in my world are going to get saved if I say yes to God here. How many people in my world am I going to crush if I sin and miss the mark? We don't look at it like that. We only look at it based off of the temporary pleasure of sin. But hear me, Jesus is calling us back to full commitment. I said Jesus is calling us back to full commitment. It's not until he's standing next to you and you want to give up and he reminds you it's not about your will. Because <laughs> the Bible said he was tempted at all points just like us. Think about this. The next time you want to give over to your flesh, think about how many people in your world will be crushed by your sin. 
All right, I know you don't hear it. A lot of us have been very guilty of giving over to what we feel because of a moment. A moment. The Bible says the pleasure of sin only lasts for a moment. Even if you continually sin, they're just moments. It's not even, no, I just, it's a moment that I had to spend a lifetime dealing with the consequence of. I don't want, I don't, I got enough stuff I'm dealing with for a lifetime. I don't need no more consequences for a lifetime over something that only lasted for a moment. A momentary thing that I've given myself over to. I cussed you out, but somebody was watching. And I, ha- I, I had them ready to accept Jesus. They was ready. But they saw, Satan always will set you up. Lord, uh, he is the perfect setup artist. He don't mind you being a witness. As long as he can get you to diminish the witness before you can help save the soul. Okay, I know. This might be, is this too much for you? Do I need to to tone this down? I don't want y'all in the first message to be like, it's going to be like, it's for three for two months? Oh, God. (laughs) I'm serious because I want us to, I want us to be shaken back into reality. We have, we have, we have served God. We have worked for God. We have, we have lived for God through the lens of our wants and the lens of our needs and the lens of our stubbornness through the lens of our I ain't get that time I'm not giving you nothing and we've lived for him like that expecting expecting for him to continue to be lord of our lives the word lord means that you no longer are in charge And it means that your job moves to servant. His job moves to being master. Y'all don't like those wordings. But that's what it is. He's the one that gives a directive. We're the ones that follow it out. And he said, if you keep that, you'll come into union with me, joining with me. You will no longer be by yourself, but now you'll be covered by somebody who has more power than anybody in the heaven, earth, or beneath the earth. So, so, so let, let me give you four things that the connection produces. And then we're going to be done. And then Tuesday we'll come back and visit, uh, we'll, we'll come back and visit uh, uh, at, at least John 15. Four, let me give you four things that the connection produces. The first thing the connection produces is a similar identity with Jesus. A similar identity. Identity has to do with sameness. Possessing the same character of. Having like character as another. Identity. It's about in any circumstance... 
producing something that looks like something that's in another person. Everybody say identity. My children get their identity from their mother and I. So I see in my twins myself. If they came out and didn't jump around and didn't tell jokes and didn't like music, if their foot never moved when they heard music, then I have to question their identity. You understand what I'm saying? If, if none of them have a joking personality, I'm questioning their identity because their mama's a jokester, I'm a jokester. Don't, don't let her fool you. She be in this right. God said, but when she get out of here, she be like, ah. Anybody's ever scared by her in that back office? Just, you understand what I'm saying? What's in them is in them because of who they came from. I have a problem with Christians who call themselves Christians and their identity does not have anything to do with the Christ that they say they came from. I have a problem with that. I have a problem with people who call themselves Christians, Christ-like people who don't act like Christ. I have a problem with people who call themselves Christians, but their talk and their vernacular is not kingdom talk. You're talking about how sick you are and how much you will get on your nerves and how much you want to kill somebody and how much you want to slap somebody and how many times that, and there's nothing in you that is that talks like the, the one you came from identity issues this is how Jesus helps us because when you start to get connected to him you start to talk like him you start to act like him you start to deal with situations like him watch this why because it's innately in you watch this because Jesus was connected to the father he was willing and able to identify with the Father's desire and will. All right, go to, uh, go, go to John, John chapter 5. I'm going to read from the Amplified. Whenever we connect with Jesus, we automatically get connected to the Father's character through Jesus. Now, this, 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 this kind of stuff may not make you holler, scream, and run around the church, but it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to help. It's going to put meat on you. You're going to get strong. You're going to get muscle. This is the meat of the word now. Because I can, I can stand up and preach and Jesus is going to bring you out. And Jesus is going to be like, ah, and leave out of here and don't have no relationship with him. Never connected with him. You just got a whole bunch of cliches and you don't have no, there's, you, you just bony in the spirit. Watch this. St. John 5 and 19 in the Amplified. Listen to what it says. So Jesus answered them by saying, I assure you, most solemnly I tell you, listen to these words, the son is able to do nothing of himself. Now wait a minute. This man is opening blinded eyes. Lame folks is getting healed. People coming out of wheelchairs, stretches, off of deathbeds. He's bringing people back from the dead. And he says, I can't do anything anything by myself. A lot of us, now think about this, you pray, you, you pray on the phone with somebody and they feel a little better, you be like, I am now called healer crump. Y'all quiet. No, 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 don't, don't refer to me, don't, no, no, don't refer to me, Herman, healer crump. I'm making up a new title. 
This one ain't even in the Bible. Just call me Healer Crump. You pray for somebody that had a headache. It didn't even leave. It just it just came up some. It went from a level. <laughs> it came up from a went from a level ten down to a level two. Now you're like I'm Healer Crump. <laughs> Jesus is he's revolutionizing people's whole families. People are coming blind, fully blind. He's doing something like spitting on the ground, tui, getting dirt in his hand with mud, rolling in people's eyes, tell them, go wash. And walking away. And people come back seeing. Tell them, I once was blind, but now I see. It's easy to get the big head when the power of God is using you to do big things. Jesus says, y'all got it wrong. The reason why I am of no reputation is because can't do this by myself. I am connected to the Father. See, when you're connected and you realize it ain't your power. When you're connected to the Father, you start realizing it's not by my power, not by my might, it's by his spirit. And as long as I stay connected to Jesus, I have, I have access to the Holy Ghost. Now watch. I'm, I'm, so, I'm so tired of people in, in the Lord's church having a big head over stuff that ain't even them doing it. It ain't them doing it. It ain't your power. By my pa No, you ain't got no power. He said, after you receive my power, you'll be my witnesses. This ain't even about your power. You ain't got no power if you stop being connected. It's his power. And he distributes it through his spirit as he sees fit. The church ain't got it twisted because we think because we're able to do mighty things in his name that it's about us. The issue is people have gotten big heads because they want a reputation. But when you're connected through identity with Jesus, you pick up his personality. And he said, I can't do anything by myself. Lord Jesus, help me. I can't pray for the sick and they get healed by myself. If I pray, it's got to be God showing me something. It's got to be God doing it through me. And if it don't happen like that, it's a counterfeit. I don't care what title they got in front of their name. I don't care how many DHs and DMs and DMN and all the kind of stuff they got behind their name. I don't care what they doing. If God didn't approve it, it's a counterfeit spirit. He said, watch, his son can do nothing of himself. I'm just trying to get through this verse. Can't do nothing of himself on his own accord, but he is only able, he's able to do only what he sees the father doing. Now watch. He can only do what he sees the father doing. He had to have had time before time to spend time with the father to see what to do and who to do it for. Jesus didn't heal everybody. I know, I, I know, I know it's hard to accept he didn't deliver everybody. He didn't, if he would have did that for everybody, the disciples wouldn't have had nobody to help. <laughs> they what, what, what need is there for a church or the hospital? What need is there for the church being a church if everybody's healed and whole? He said, those
those that are whole have no need of a physician. He didn't heal and deliver everybody. Say this, God has a plan. We think that it's, um, it's rude. If somebody come actually to prayer, pray for them. They got a need, pray for them. I don't pray for everybody. I don't pray. I don't, people are like, that's rude. No. I don't pray for everybody. Watch this. I don't marry everybody. Y'all quiet. Y'all quiet. People left the church because I didn't marry them. I don't marry everybody because I can only do what my father in heaven, come on here. See, when you get connected to Jesus, you stop worrying about what people think about your decisions. When you get connected to Jesus, you get tough skin. People have left this church and they said, marry me. I said, you ain't, y'all ain't equally yoked. Well, we both, well, we both love Jesus. But you, your relationship is in a different place than theirs. Y'all are unequally yoked. And if I put the stamp of approval that's on the anointing in this hand on what you said that God called y'all to, but I didn't get a sanction for it, then I'm responsible for the union. I am ordaining this to be so in the earth. See, people don't like that kind of stuff. They want you just to go along with everything. Jesus didn't go along with everything and people walked away from him upset, disgruntled, it don't bother me be disgruntled, but guess what I'm going to be clear with the Lord and, and watch this, don't fall as God begins to anoint us in this season, don't fall for the okie doke that everybody that has a need becomes your personal ministry I know people don't like this kind of stuff because this kind of stuff holds people accountable to Jesus Everybody that has a need and everybody who needs a word, it ain't in me to give it to them. Although I may know everything that's going on. Prophetically, I am responsible to Jesus who is the spirit of prophecy. I'm responsible to him. Okay, now let me say this. If I say, because I know your situation, because I see it, I saw it in the spirit. If I say, Kedra, uh, tomorrow... Just don't do X, Y, and Z. And the, Lord, the, and the Lord didn't release me to do that. It could start in his life a windstorm of events that could possibly kill him. People don't understand this. They, they don't get this because, because for them, for them, it's just, I heard it, I'm going to say it. <laughs> I felt it, I'm going to do it. This is when you have to be more God-geared than flesh geared. I know this kind of stronger, this kind of stronger meat for y'all today. The release, the release has to come based off of my connection to the Holy Ghost. That's why if you don't spend time praying in the Holy Ghost, but you're gifted, you are a loose cannon. Gifted, but you don't pray in the Holy Ghost. You could become a liability in the kingdom and mess up somebody's life because you're trying to be important. All right, forget that. Okay. All right, let me leave that alone. He, the Bible, because I know, 
Lord, y'all, gonna, y'all might be upset with me this whole series. But he is only able to do what he sees the Father doing for whatever the Father does. So watch this. Anything that the Father does. So watch this. Jesus was seeing the Father laying hands on a person or speaking to a person. So when Jesus walked in, he knew it was a done deal because he saw it already happen. It's like getting a preview of a movie and somebody say, what's about to happen next? You say, this is what's going to happen next, X, Y, and Z. Right. Uh-huh. You know what's going to happen next because you saw it. Right. It's like when, when I used to take my kids to movies and I saw the movie, I'm like, watch this. He, he's he's going to pick up the hammer. Right. Wow, you're prophetic. I just let him stew in it for a little bit. And okay, oh, okay, watch. He's going to say these words. I don't know what you're doing. I don't know what you're doing. <gasps> right? And then watch this. He's about to fall down the steps. Three, two, one. Fall down the steps. Deja would sit there and be like, oh my God. How did you, I, I do that with Tom and Jerry. Watch this. He's about to hit him with the stake. Watch. Pop. She, how did you know that? I know. He's about to fall down the steps. He's going to get up and say, I'm okay. I'm okay. <gasps> watch. The only thing, the only reason why I was able to do that is because I had previously seen it. The more time you spend with God, and the more more you get acquainted with Jesus, the more you see. The more you see ahead of time. Through the Holy Ghost. He said he's going to, oh God, he's going to show you things to come. He's going to pre-warn you about dangers. He's going to help you to understand situations before they happen. Holy Spirit will tell you, there's a man at the mall you're going to meet today. He's going to have on a red shirt. Don't do any business with him. Man goes, hey, you want to buy this lotion? No, I'm good. How do you know that? How do you know that? Because I spent time away from everything else and spent more time with Jesus through the Holy Ghost. Have you ever made a decision and was like, why did I do that? Anybody been there before? I'd have been there before. And you want to know what God always says to me? Because you didn't spend no time with me. You want to know why you did that? Because you're you're away from Jesus. And your your connection with the Holy Ghost can only be strengthened through your connection to Jesus. Oh, okay, forget. All right, uh, watch this. He says, um, whatever the Father does is what the Son does in the same way in his turn, in his turn, when he has the, the time to do it, he is going to mimic his daddy. The issue with this is, ladies and gentlemen, is, is that everybody wants to be an individual in the kingdom. Everybody wants to be authentic in the kingdom. Everybody wants to be an individual. Jesus, the Bible says, he got a turn to do it. He got an opportunity open to him, a space of time open to him for him to do exactly what he saw. Now watch this. What, what was, why was he to see it first? Because you learn by seeing. Your children, before they learn how to lie, they, they see how to lie. Y'all quiet. Come on. Please, parents, at least say A. If you don't say amen, say A. That's how, that's how we all learn how to lie. We all learn how to conn- connive and scheme because we first saw it. 
We didn't even understand what was happening. It just started popping up. Did you take them cookies? Crumbs on your mouth. Chocolate chips on your shirt. White shirt got crumbs all over it. Did you eat cookies? What's in your mouth? The baby can't even talk. The baby barely can say dada. But the baby know how to say no. Who did this? No, no, I'm telling the truth. Where did they learn that at? They saw, now, if they have older siblings, it's much easier for them to learn how to do all the bad stuff. Blake, Bryce, and London, the Wonder Trio twin triplets, have learned everything from watching Deja, Brooke, Bianca, and Heaven. All right, I'll leave that alone. Jesus got an opportunity. The, the time came. I hope I'm not boring, y'all. I got three minutes left. The time came. We only made it to one point. The time came for, watch this, for Jesus to have an opportunity to mimic. Write this down. My job is to be an echo in the earth. My job is to be an echo in the earth. I have to mimic everything that is happening in the kingdom in heaven on the earth so the question is how does that look on your job how does that look in your relationship see this stuff that we in we just going through life and we're not putting the work into it we're not putting the work into it because we have a goal your goal may not be God's goal oh I'm sorry to burst your bubble today I just, I'm just going, I'm going to find, I'm going to find me somebody. We're going to date for a little while. We're going to get married, have maybe three kids. Then we're going to move into a beautiful home. And you know, I got this degree. So then I'm going to get a good job. I'm already have one. It's going to be, I mean, you know, cause you know, I, they, they told me when I, when I, when I was going to school, I can make up to. Y'all can see, see keywords up to, I make up to $400,000 a year. So that's why I went the extra two years. I want to make sure I make at least 500 or more. Then you get out of school. It's 10 years later. You ain't got married. Been dating the losers. You're like, what? The blood prevails. If I, if I come across one, one more y'all. You're working at a job you hate. You ain't living where you want to live. You're like, every day, every day you come here like, Lord, is this it? Right? It seemed like everything is turned upside down. And we blame God. Y'all don't want to admit it. Because your praise shows it. Your worship shows it. Your giving shows it. We blame God for where we are because we never, ever followed the pattern of heaven. Because I had a goal. All right. Let me give you the second one in the last minute. And we'll, we'll talk about it on, on, on Tuesday. Hope I haven't bored you all. Lord Jesus. The second thing that, that, that the connection produces is a similar perception. A similar perception. So the 
first one we said was that it produced a similar identity. The second thing that the, that the connection to Jesus produces is a similar perception. Perception has everything to do with how you view things, how you see things. Jesus always, he always uh, saw things from the Father's point of view. He always saw things, everybody say, from the Father's point of view and not his own view. People are so disgruntled with Christianity, so disgruntled with living for God, so disgruntled, not because the church did something to them, not because the leader did something to them, but they're disgruntled because of how they see things. Our perception of everything is, they hurt me, they did wrong to me, they, but, but how does God see this? Look at everything that you're facing right now and ask God, show me this through your eyes. Hallelujah. Show me this the way you see it. Because if you look at it, you see it chaos and confusion. If God sees it, he sees all things work together. Show me this through your eyes because if I don't see this through your eyes, then I'm going to be in a place where I'm going to move, remove myself from the relationship, pull back from you, stop serving, stop doing because I'm upset by what I see. But the Bible says, while we look not, while we look not at the things which we see, it's very hard to be in something and see it crumbling and stay connected to it. It takes, it takes a connection to see through God's eyes. Everybody else is jumping out. But you say, I'm staying plantly, I'm staying planted, and I'm firm. Why? Because I see what God sees. Sometimes God has to clean stuff out in order to bring things to where he wanted it to be anyway. And you can't get upset about people leaving your life. You can't get upset about people talking about you. You can't get upset about stuff not going your way. You can't claim in the kingdom, it ain't fair. You can't claim in the kingdom, I don't like this. You gotta be steadfast. Come on, I'm preaching to y'all now. Unmovable, always abounding. Why? Not in your own business, but in the work of the Lord. See, this is why this is why your business can't come up. Because you're doing your business and not the work of the Lord. Jesus said, I ain't doing nothing of my own. I'm going to do his work. And if I do his work, then he has to touch my work. How much time do you put into kingdom work versus your work? last time you stayed after a soul until they accepted Jesus came to church gave their life totally to him and is now in the kingdom working for him too oh we're stepping on toes now when's the last time cause see, cause see you want God to give you that money you want God to give you that boyfriend you oh Lord Jesus come on oh this is the one God I know it I feel it in my toes I know it I feel it in my toes, it's about to move. I know this is the one. Lord, I, Lord, I know this is the house. I drove by this booger yesterday. I saw this thing and had my name written on the front. The first, the first two numbers is my birthday. Seven, five. Seven, five. My birthday, that's my house. I know it, I felt it in my spirit. Something leaped like the baby. Leapt in my womb. Right? 
And then, and <laughs> it, it just, oh, I felt that. Ooh, I spoke in tongues all the way by this place. I know it's, I know it's Jesus, right? You know that. But are you willing to work to get it? This is where the church loses it. Yeah, I, I'm willing to put in more hours at work. That's not what I'm talking about. We'll put in a thousand hours at work and give God two hours for the year. We're quiet. Come on. Don't get upset with me now. Come on back Tuesday. Let's finish this. We give God bare minimal, but we want from him abundance. We come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Come with me. Come on with me over here. Come on to the other side where y'all say the grass is greener. Come on on this side. Let's talk. We want everything that we can dream of now unto him who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all you can ask. I'm dreaming bigger than I ever dreamed before. You can dream all day long. The Bible said if a man don't work, he don't eat. You think that means working a job. Because we're going to find out in John 15 that he says if you don't produce fruit, And fruit here, oh Lord, I ain't going to get into it now. Fruit is two things. Fruit, number one, equals the souls. And fruit is also the fruit of the spirit. If you don't, and the only way you can produce the fruit of souls is you have to produce the fruit of the spirit first. What are the fruit of the spirit? Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, faithfulness. Now, if you, the way you get a soul saved is you got to be producing the fruit of the spirit. Because it takes patience to deal with somebody who don't love God. Come on. You have to be good to people who ain't good to you. It takes the fruit of the spirit to produce the fruit of a soul. So the Bible said he that wins souls must be wise. Not that you got to be cutting in your speech, but you got to be wise in how you live. I'm preaching. Okay, forget it. Say perception. Jesus, and I'm done. Jesus was influenced by heaven's viewpoint. Now, just think with me. You would see things very differently if you went to, let's say, um, the top of, you went to Las Vegas and went to that big top of that place where you eat dinner at and the place goes in circles. I don't know the name of this place. It's it's a hotel out there. Anybody who's been to Vegas knows that it's a big hotel. And the top of it, you you take an elevator all the way up to the top of this place. And from this place, you can see the whole Las Vegas and it goes in a circle. It just, it's real slow. You ain't going to get dizzy. It's just slow. It goes, it goes in a circle. And you can see the whole, all the nightlife. You can see the lights. You can see homes. You can see uh, all the stuff, right? Everything. When you're looking from up there, things look much different. Because up here, a car doesn't look like a car. It looks like a little matchbox car with lights on. You can, you can see the flow of traffic. You can say, oh, there's about to be an accident. The higher you go, the less accidents you have. <laughs> the, oh, Lord, the higher you go, the more danger you're able to see. Jesus was able to get out of tight jams. We're going to talk about it in a couple of weeks. He's able to get out of people who wanted to kill him. And the Bible said this. He, Vanessa, you like this. He walked through them. Hey, come on. Y'all, oh, Lord, Jesus. Jesus, they, they, they coming to kill him. And the Bible says, Jesus, this may, this may be it for advanced teaching stuff. 
I may do this with prayer school. The Bible said he walked through them and walked away from danger. Watch this. There comes a time when your relationship with God gets so high that you walk through stuff. Yea, though I walk through the valley. That's why it doesn't bother me the way it bothers somebody else. Because I'm so connected to Jesus. Because what did I start with? The Lord is my shepherd. The more I get connected to the shepherd Jesus, I'm able to walk through valleys and they don't bother me no more. See, I can always tell people who are not connected to Jesus because everything gets under their skin. Everything bothers you. You can't praise because somebody's shouting too loud next to you. You upset because the light's too low. Then we put them up high. Now they're too bright. Now the music too low. Then the singer ain't singing long enough. Then they ain't singing. Then they singing too short. Then they screaming too loud. Then oh my God. Then everybody. Then they gonna sit somebody right next to me. Then the chairs too tight together. Now I'm touching elbows with somebody. Now all of a sudden we got all these chairs. Can't they space them out more than this? Everything bothers you. You get up in the morning. Oh my God. I just you're just grumpy. Super grumpy is because there's no peace because there's no Jesus. Because he is the prince. He ain't the prince of magic. He the prince of peace. And the more you get him, the more peaceful you become. That means you stop arguing with people even when they get on your last nerves. Because you got the prince of peace with you and in you, then guess what? You start to let stuff go because it shouldn't bother you that much anymore. The more you grow up in him, the less stuff bothers you. You get the, you, you start bridling your tongue. Why? Because if I say something, I might mess up things because I'm looking at this from a different viewpoint. When you become a person that is that that gets similar perception like Jesus, you become an influencer. You become an influencer. Watch this. An influencer is one who affects things. What are you affecting for the kingdom? If the kingdom of God is really within you, how are you making change in places you go to? Who sees you and comes away from your presence differently. What do you impart in the people? We're all upset about something, but I, I'm the one that has to speak up to change the, the, this whole thing. You should be the one that people come to to get advice and counsel. On your job, your boss ought to be coming to you. What do you think about this? Oh, y'all don't like that. They can't come to you because you're always late. <laughs> but the Lord knows my heart. No, 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 no. An influencer is a one, is a person, watch this, who, who affects everything. I'm on the plane. I'm on the plane. And I walk by the lady. I say, hey, uh, how you doing? I'm doing fine. You know, let me ask you a question. Yeah? I got an issue. My daughter... Is, is going through this phase in her life? I said, no, your, your daughter, she's around my 17? Yes. Well, the issue with your daughter is that she, she, she's not going through a phase. She's being oppressed by a demon. Her eyes open up. 
Hold on, she's been oppressed by a demon. There's a demon. There's a demon in her bedroom. Have y'all ever been to? Uh, you ever been to uh, uh, Spain? Yeah, we've been to Spain. What did you bring home from Spain? It's in your daughter's room, right? Yeah, I got the little thing that goes like this, in the little, the little bongo. Yeah, there's a spirit on that bongo. Get rid of it, and your daughter will be fine. That's an influencer. That's an influencer. Everywhere you go, a mark ought to be left for the kingdom, not for you. Not to use that. Not talking about now. Now, I, I, I noticed that there's two seats in first class. Y'all missed it. Y'all missed it. We want to be influencers so we can get ahead. You got to be influencer for the kingdom. Everywhere you go, stuff ought to be affected. There ought to be shifts in atmospheres when you walk in a room. You walk in to see a banker, he ought to feel the glory of God when you step in the room. I mean, the glory of God ought to convict him. He ought to start writing you got the loan when you walk in the room because there should be a conviction because you are a shifter of atmospheres. Why? Because somebody shout, I'm an influencer. You ought to cause ripple in systems. You in school? Your teacher been doing things wrong? You ought to, you ought to be able to sit in the classroom and the, 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 whole, the whole way that, 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 that your teacher has been teaching changes and shifts. They don't want to give you no overtime? You ought to just walk in there and pray in the Holy Ghost when ain't nobody in the Rapa I take a thought over the spirit that's trying to keep me behind. The word of God says, I am above only and not beneath. I command over time to come to me and just sit down. And let the glory of God shift and make an see, that's how you influence. There's crime on your block, you ought to know about it. We're quiet. You ought to take authority over it on your block. Uh-uh, uh-uh. In a, if you, you get the ring app, anybody get the ring app, you start seeing all the crime. And, no, no, no. If I see that, I break and bind the spirit of break-ins in the home. I break and I come out my room and, and I point towards it. I speak now. I call the angels of God to go towards this area in this region. I command the break-ins to end. I command for this crime level to go down. I speak in the name of Jesus. See, we're influencers. Nobody, you got to go on TV to do that. Our job is to shake up the world. Y'all missed that. See, see, y'all never get excited about that because you want a car. You want a house. You want a boyfriend. You want, you, want, you want stuff. You never get the stuff until you can influence something. And it takes, it takes paying a price to be an influencer. It takes a price to be an influencer because you're going to have to be able to see past the natural realm. You're going to have to be able to see where a problem lies and pray a solution through. You're going to have to deal with stuff that has gone against it. And you're going to have to go against the grain to bring change to places where, they ha where things have been going the same way for years. God didn't call us to have the image church in Virginia for us to see things be the same. He called us to have this church here to shake up the region, to shake up these demons, to deal with this religious spirit, to deal with this, come on, to deal with this family over God thing. Y'all don't want to talk to me about this, but God called us to go against the grain. It means we're going to have to drop some people. It means people ain't going to understand us. We're going to be the black sheep in the kingdom. But when it's all said and done, we will see victory for the kingdom. You're going to have to deny yourself. I know, I know it's been a while since you've been in love, but if you seek first the kingdom of God, that joker will run after you. See, a lot of the stuff that we've been doing has been upside down and backwards. So when it comes time to receive, we accept the counterfeit. 
Oh, this is going to be hard preaching for the next few weeks. We accept counterfeits. And we live with counterfeits for our entire life. We say, it's okay, as long as I got something, as long as I got somebody. But it's not what God wanted. That's why it don't last. I'm telling y'all what the Lord told me to tell you today. A lot of us have not received our just due because we have not become influencers. Want to know why? Because our perception is off. You, you're looking to, from, a, from a low vantage point. You're looking at stuff from the wrong vantage point. You're looking at this from with natural eyes. You gotta ask God, take me higher. You gotta pray yourself into another realm. You gotta pray until your perception gets changed. God, let me see this through your eyes. I know I came from a crazy family. I know my mom and daddy didn't want me. I know I've been through a whole lot of hell. I know my heart's been broken, but let me see this through your eyes. Why did I have to go through this? Why, 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 why did you call me the way you called me? If we don't do that, we'll remain in a hurt place forever and never do ministry. We'll do church, but we'll never do ministry. We'll come to a building, but we'll never affect change outside of here. You'll come here for a quick fix on Sunday to get bandaged up, but you never get healed on the inside. God is calling us to come into relationship with Jesus because he, somebody shout, let the healing begin. Come on, shout, let the healing begin. Come on, shout, let the healing begin. Some of us don't get it, but that's what God is doing in this last few days of this year. He wants healing to begin. Why? Because you can't end this year without producing fruit. You can't end the year without producing what God wanted you to produce. I know you think you're going to produce a business, but you're going to produce a business plus fruit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Some of you don't even get this. For some of you, I'm preaching over your heads because you haven't come into that level of relationship yet. But stick around with us because I'm going to pull you up there. The Holy Ghost is going to pull you up into that thing. You're going to start seeing things differently. A lot of stuff that you're crying about now is stuff that you're going to dance about in a couple of weeks. Because God, God's going to show you that it wasn't even about that. He had to end that so he could give you this. Watch, watch, watch. You're going to bring change to your family for real. Some of you are going to break cycles in your generations. You're going to break stuff that has been in your mom and daddy. It's going to break off them and it's going to come off you. And even your children are going to see a change. Why? Because somebody shout, I'm going to see it differently. Shout, I am an influencer. Say, I've been called to affect change in the earth. So watch, this is why God is, is calling us. This is why the message is hitting you so hard. Because God says you've been comfortable being comfortable. But God said you got to be uncomfortable with being comfortable. You have to get ready for a fight. You got to get ready for the enemy. He's going to tell you, I ain't letting you go. But that's when you tell him, no, no, no. If God said I'm free, he who the Son sets free is free indeed. You don't leave here today without telling God I'm coming into relationship. Somebody shout, I am coming into relationship with Jesus. Tell somebody I'm connected. Let me read this last scripture to y'all and we're done. I'm done. I've, I've taken up more than your time. More than enough. John 5 and 20. I'm, read, I'm just going to read it. We, didn't, we only got through two of the four. 
John 5 and 20 in the Amplified. Just listen to it. The Father dearly loves the Son. The Father dearly loves the Son. The Father dearly loves the Son. So when I come into relationship with Jesus, I experience the love of the Father because the Father dearly loves the Son. Does that make sense? Um, come here, come here, baby. Um, because I love her. Come here, Shane, if you can. You can leave your shoes on, baby. You good? You good? Come on. We know, we know. That baby girl's getting comfortable in there. Now watch. This is how this works. Let's say I'm God, right? This, this, is, this is my son, right? This is Jesus. And this is you. When you come into, put your arm, put your lock arms. When you come into relationship with, with Jesus, because the Father loves Jesus, anything that you need, as long as you're connected, the Father says, it's a done deal. Why? Because I love him. And because I love him, I'm willing to give you whatever you want because you love him too. I'm trying to just, I'm trying to preach the rest of this in English, but I feel like just preaching the rest of this in tongues. Because, because your love for him is a love that is intertwined. Remember our, our, our verse, he who is, he was, who, he who is joined to the Lord becomes one spirit. So when you pray for something in Jesus' name, yeah. it's like Jesus is coming to the Father and asking on your behalf. And because John, John 5, 5 and 20 says, the Father dearly loves a son, if his son asks for something, he's not going to deny his son. But when you pray in Jesus' name and according to his will, he hears you. And if he hears you, he grants you what you desire because of your connection. So when you pray in Jesus, watch this. Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. At this moment, it's no longer me talking. I'm trying to keep it, I'm trying to stay in English. It's no longer you asking now. Your words are coming out, but Jesus starts talking. Oh, I can just lay on this altar. Shania, and you tell me you refuse to pray? You refuse to get in this presence? You refuse to get in the presence of God when it ain't even you praying no more? Jesus! makes the intercession he makes the intercession for you on your behalf you say father in Jesus name I'm going through baby Lord we got a baby coming and Lord I just we just need we need a crib we need a new place we need money we need better jobs. We need to be stable. We need help babysitting. You, it stops being her talking. And Jesus said, hey, 
they need a house they need they need more money they need a babysitter hear me i was down there i know what she's going through she has a need she needs you she needs help she don't want to do this by herself she's asking you for help i'm here on her behalf she needs you and god says it's done angels go move send the money send the house direct their path get them to the right place let everything work together I feel Jesus coming in the room. I said, I feel Jesus coming in the room. Rebio tira bandre be supra cataria dario. Re rasupaya. Ho 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 ho. Shandi arabahaya. And this is why I'm done. And the otibio shikadaba. I'm trying to just. Oh God. And this is why the enemy tries to stop you from praying. Because he wants you to believe that God doesn't hear your prayer. He wants you to believe that you're so sinful that God wouldn't hear you. But the blood still covers you. You're not that far gone. I don't care what you've done. I don't care how bad you've been. Just leave it here. I don't care how bad you've been. I don't care how many times you messed up. Thank y'all. I don't care how many times you missed the mark. He he birthed you through the blood. <laughs> he saved you by his blood. And if you confess sin, he's faithful and just to forgive you, cleanse you, happens instantly somebody say instantly it happens instantly there's not no 10-year process the blood is always flowing I don't even know it's even hard to fathom in your mind they killed them over 2,000 years ago but the blood still flows the blood still works the cross was taken down but the blood is still efficacious the blood is still powerful even when you mess up the blood comes to the sin washes it off for you and God sees Jesus when you pray God sees Jesus even after you mess up stand on your feet you are powerful in the kingdom you got it you're connected to Jesus listen just take all of this just, I'm all messed up Honda oh God 